Hi everyone and welcome. In this recording I'm going to be speaking about this upcoming lunar eclipse taking place on the 19th of November in the sign of Taurus. I have spoken quite a bit about this very powerful and really really intense astrological event. So in this recording I would just like to focus a little bit on everything that I haven't managed to say in the horoscope, in the weekly horoscope. But there are also a couple of things which I have to repeat because they're very, very important. So first of all, this is a lunar eclipse. So it is an extremely powerfully karmic full moon. And with every lunar eclipse, this represents one way or another a termination, an ending, a culmination, or a very powerful karmic discharge. But either way, it's still a big reset because that is the eclipse. So basically, the sun's light is being eclipsed and light is always information. It is basically the divine programming and... It's reset basically, so it stops for a couple of seconds and then something new can take its place or it can play out in a totally different way after. It is almost like restarting your PC or laptop or whatever and this is the best way to perceive especially lunar eclipses because just think about it. Things are running in your PC's memory, programs are running, applications are running. And very many times the memory of the computer is very, very packed. Sometimes it's even blocked, sometimes it runs very, very slow. There are always bounds to certain errors to be amongst the programs. And with a reset, you know, it's a big, big refreshing. And this can also be a big keyword here, because we must not forget that the sun illuminates this from the sign of Scorpio. So it has so very much to do with a kind of release, a rebirth moment, but one that is very, very tensionate, one that can be very chaotic, one that, especially with this eclipse, it is totally outside of our control. We may not really do anything about it right now because we're in the moment. And this is something that is specific to most eclipses because at the time of an eclipse, it is absolutely futile to do inner work, outer work, manifestation or anything of this nature because basically the time is already up. And also from a totally different perspective, this is where the divine shows its own truth, its own take on events, how it, basically a kind of judgment, but don't understand it in a bad way. And those who are kind of wise enough will not want to influence that in any way, shape or form, because the divine knows its creation better than the creation knows itself, if that makes sense. And the reason why I'm saying this is that most eclipses, even if they're the most beautiful, harmonious, the biggest blessing possible, they are still felt through in a very, very intense way. 
sometimes as a crisis, sometimes as a huge pressure, this eclipse, especially this eclipse, because Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, the host of the eclipse, this is very anxious for a lot of people, this is like pure anxiety, we already are feeling these karmic energies in the marrow of our bones. And on the other hand, it's also a full moon. So basically full moons pull emotions to the surface. They really, really trigger us, overflow us emotionally. That is also part of the picture. Then this Uranus is strongly activated, irritated, pressured by Mars. That adds a lot of tension, a lot of frustration, a lot of stress onto the effects of this eclipse. So even if, as I said, even if it's the most harmonious possible energy, even if it comes as a huge blessing in your life, don't really expect it to see it that way right now, to feel it that way, to perceive it that way. And this is maybe the trick in it. Our intuition, our inner world, our instincts, our gut feelings are not able to basically deliver us the message that it is going to be a big blessing. So we can't even trust what we feel intuitively right now. The only way is to simply live it and see what happens and try to make the very, very best of it. Because as I said in the weekly horoscope, however this eclipse manifests in our lives, it is a big truth. So we really need to accept it, take it, process it, because it reflects something very true and very, very authentic in our lives. May it be good or bad. This is the kind of energy where even if it's very, very good, even if it's the most positive truth that is being reflected, chances are it will surprise you, it will shock you, and it will cause a powerful emotional release. Like, let me just give you a, a simple, silly little example to understand what I'm talking about. Let's say there's a very beautiful person, and that beautiful person sees themselves ugly, and that's how they perceive themselves all their lives. And then this eclipse kind of triggers something and everything tells them that, look, you're beautiful. And that person kind of, uh, how should I say, confronts with this reality that it's so hard for them to believe. And when they believe it, you can imagine that the, the release of the misbelief of the ugliness is not going to be very easy emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. It is life-changing. But at the same time, it is very hard. Now, before we get into the specifics of this energy, there are certain things that we, which we can expect playing out on the world stage. So the effects of this eclipse. Of course, some of these are actually going to be immediate Uranus and also Pluto. But other effects, let's say, are going to play out over the course of the next few months. And what this says to me is Taurus. So Taurus is the living earth. Taurus is nature. Taurus is the simplicity of life. And that simplicity's epitome is agriculture. So the agriculture is going to be eclipsed. 
So this may mean not a very, very prosperous harvest in the months to come. This can even represent shortage of food, shortage of nourishment, shortage of supplies, regardless of what may cause it. Because Taurus is eclipsed, Taurus is also the tectonic plate, the physical earth, so we may experience some calamities, very, very intense and even chaotic weather phenomenon, earth phenomenon, around the time of the eclipse and, you know, a few weeks after as well. That's also part of the picture. And, you know, Taurus is ultimately economy, money, value, banks, you know, everything that represents economic power and it is being eclipsed, so we can already imagine that that will represent a huge increase in prices, especially of food. And if there are going to be agricultural or food supply problems, that can also add to the chaotic evolution of prices, the cost of living. The problem is that Taurus is, as I said, simplicity. So it's actually the simple but most essential things in life that are going to be uh, threatened, symbolically speaking, by this energy. But then again, it's a big truth for all of us. This is going to teach us how to truly value on a soul level, on a heart level, the basic needs. This is where many of us are going to be so, so very grateful for having our basic needs met, not just necessarily materialism, money, food, and stuff like that, even emotionally, affection, a hug, a kiss, a cuddle, or any kind of satisfaction of the five senses. And naturally, this is also going to teach us that life can actually be simple. We don't really need to overcomplicate stuff, Sometimes the best course of action, the best solution, the best route to take to where we want to get is the simplest one. And with all this scorpionic energy as well, you know, we might ask ourselves the question, when we do something big and important in life, when we fight for something really, really significant, are we fighting for the purpose really? Are we fighting to prove something to ourselves or to prove something to other people? So all of these are definitely going to be, let's say, philosophical questions that we will have to ask ourselves in the coming weeks due to the effect of the eclipse. And also because Uranus is in the picture, physically speaking, so returning to the theme of economy and finances, that Uranus is unpredictable. Uranus is living chaos. So this to me says that this can go either way. For example, the price of stock markets can either skyrocket or drop or display a very chaotic behavior where it's sky high one minute, drops the other minute and not even the highly, most highly skilled professionals who work, you know, with algorithms and stuff like that will be able to predict what happens in this shorter period of time and because this also takes place under the Saturn and Uranus square this is where the traditional values are definitely gonna break 
be eclipsed and something futuristic, something new will arise to take their place, for example, cryptocurrency instead of cash. But it isn't as simple as this because all of this can be due to a crisis. So it's not just a linear process, if you know what I mean. There is going to be a big, big symbolic trigger. And last but not least, needless to say that this energy promotes the truth coming out even on the world stage, so some big secret is gonna come to daylight that will have a big impact. For example, new technologies, Uranus, can come to daylight, but which are very, very controversial, so they will definitely spark some contradiction. And last but not least, Mars opposes Uranus, which is a really unstable energy, and when a big truth is being revealed in this manner with the opposition, well, that will kind of take the shape and form of an accident that will be investigated into further, and that investigation is going to reveal some big truths or secrets, etc. And finally, there is also a very important element which I haven't mentioned in the horoscope, at the time of the eclipse, the moon is conjunct the fixed star Algol. So this to me suggests that maybe a corrupted world leader Algol may be exposed or may suffer a symbolic act, let's say, of being thrown off from it, his throne. But I'll get back to Algol, especially what this means from a spiritual and psychological perspective a little bit later on. Because first I want to mention two very important celestial conversations. One that actually is part of this full moon slash eclipse phenomenon. And that is the moon uh, trining Pluto in the sign of Capricorn and the sun sextiling it. Pluto is really important here because it is the ruling planet of Scorpio. And this to me suggests that regardless of how this is going to be playing out, especially in our individual lives, this can cause a massive release, Pluto. This is where a big transformation already took place and now this is the final stage. This is the closing. This is the end. For others, you know, Pluto is power, so we might get what we want, what we asked for, what we worked for, but in a very, very intense way. And even though that in itself is something wonderful and positive, yet still there is going to be an element of either strong emotional charge, maybe a compromise, that life already made in our name, so all we can do is just accept it, say yes to it. A compromise which, you know, normally we would strongly contemplate and think about it, because it does have something to do with our shadow. Or it can be the saddest case, at least in my subjective personal opinion, where you get something that you really worked for, sacrificed for, went out of your way to accomplish or do or or even end in your life, for example, a, a really, really bad job. 
and you get it, you know, the eclipse, full moon, a karmic completion that can also be part of the picture, but you can't muster the emotional strength to even feel joy or happiness or even to smile because the sacrifice and the journey feels like it wasn't worth it anymore. Let me just give you a really twisted, morbid even example. There is a war veteran and he gets the medal, of course, and the decoration and celebration. Everyone applauds him, but he sacrificed his leg. So you know what I mean? It's bittersweet. The journey basically transformed him in a very profound way. Or let me just give you a totally different example, an emotional example that's also part of Taurus, especially that the moon is in exaltation in Taurus. Someone has been in a rather toxic relationship and life wasn't good at all and bad things started to happen to that person and that person always kind of suspected, yeah, because it's not a good situation that I'm in, that partner is not good for me and staying in this relationship just hurts everyone more and more and more and more and then this eclipse confirms that suspicion, let's say, one way or another Maybe an infidelity comes out or there is a very heavy discussion where everyone brings the truth, the aces to the table. And then the person is really faced with the act of having to break up or end the relationship and there is no way going back anymore. So it's a release and in the heart of hearts that person knows that a new life will await them, but it doesn't make it any easier. The truth just descends down unapologetically and it is what it is. So the reason why I'm giving you all these examples is that with an eclipse, especially a very intense one like this, good and bad don't really exist. We shouldn't really look at this from a polarized perspective because that in itself is self-defeating. The best thing we can do is accept the honesty, accept the truth, face it, not run away this time, not dress it up in positivity. If there is ever a time when you know the positive affirmations and the positive psychology and I'm good enough, I'm more than enough for myself, you know what I'm talking about. When there is ever a time when that is really counterindicated, well, that time is really now because not only will not, that not do any good at whatsoever, that, but that in itself can simply ruin the eclipse. It can basically just show the divine how truly unwise we are trying to project positivity on something which is not really susceptible to it. The positivity is what we have to do in the next couple of weeks after. Because whatever this eclipse means for us personally, however it affects our lives personally, especially according to the Sabian symbols of 27 degrees of Scorpio and Taurus, this is going to be a moment when we'll, our future selves will look back at this time and it's going to be very, very grateful to us. It's going to be like saying to your past self, so your future self, saying this to your present self, well done, really, really well done. I appreciate that you were that strong, that wise, that 
honest with yourself. And on the other hand, this can also represent a certain kind of rebirth, a rebirth in the sense of starting life anew, even when it's so difficult, even when all odds are against us and we still start anew. Well, that new beginning is something that we do for the rest of our lives. That is basically paving it into the very fabric of our beings. So as tensionate as this may be, if we are truly wise and accept it, go with it, take it and make it our own. This can truly be life-changing, value-changing, mindset-changing for the long, long-term future. And at the same time, this is where alcohol comes into play because from a more individual perspective, yes, alcohol is the demon star, it's evil and everything that the legend says maybe, but from a psychological perspective, you know, it's the head of the Medusa, it's the guilt, it's the shame, it is that which we do not want to face and look at our in, in ourselves. But in a way, that is a massive illusion. That is the biggest deception. Because being honest and just looking at it, having the courage to accept it for what it is, that is an act where Medusa's head is sliced off by Perseus. That is actually how we how we free ourselves, how we become our own heroes. And you know what happened to Medusa after her head went off. From her blood, Pegasus, the symbol of freedom, the symbol of our dreams, our hopes, can finally fly freely. And this is so very important because Taurus is a fixed earth sign. So chances are that shame, guilt or whatever dark emotion lurked within us it's been either for the for all of our lives ever since childhood or for a very very long time and chances are it was hidden it was dressed up as something totally else so we might have always been misinterpreting it we never saw it as the shame or the guilt or whatever heavy feeling emotion or self-judgment this may have been we might have seen it in a totally different color. We might have even saw we might have even seen it as something very positive, as something uplifting, as something, you know, the illusion, the Maya. Like let me just give you a personal example as much as I hate to talk about myself. So I have this inner impulse where I kind of slave drive myself especially when I had like a normal job, you know, within a company and stuff like that. What I have done and what, for example, overtime and stuff like that, it was never ever enough for me. And the thing is, I even got distinctions and rewards and praises and stuff like that. And it really meant zero emotionally to me. And I always saw this in a positive light. That, yeah, because I'm a hard worker and I'm serious and I'm diligent, I'm responsible, life toughened me up. I learned from all my wounds and I became a strong person and stuff like that. And surprise, surprise, all of that was a lie. 
All of that was what I wanted to see. And the truth is that it wasn't ambition and anything positive that was driving me, but my childhood trauma when my mother called me lazy because I was a child and wanted to play. That was the head of the Medusa, but no, under no circumstance ever did I want to look at it that way because that was the truth. That was the shame. That was the guilt. So what I'm trying to say here is sometimes the biggest virtues that we so much love about ourselves, sometimes we have to look so very deeply to see what they truly are. You know, in Christian mythology, let's say, Sometimes the devil is the most beautiful being ever. The devil is actually light because that's how it can cast illusions. It distorts the light. It's not really darkness. If it's pitch black and ugly and stuff like that, well, then you're actually okay. Because it's just a monster that you can overcome. But when it's beautiful and dressed in rainbows and light and all of that... Now, that's a big chance for it to be the devil, if you know what I mean. It's the cunning. It is the hyper-intelligence of the shadow. It can make us perceive even our inner world in such a twisted way that we get lost. And some people get lost all their lives and never ever see certain things for what they are. And of course, life will not ever get better. Especially when the virtues that we so much worship are not virtues at all. And of course, vice versa. When things that we condemn heavily are actually virtues and we should allow them to exist freely. For example, if someone just wants to be lighthearted and be humorous and laugh and live more detachedly, and that person condemns themselves that, well, I'm not serious, I'm not a good manager, I'm not a good worker, I'm not a good human being, because I have fun, I want to have fun. Now, that's also Algol, that's also the Medusa, that's also a very twisted way to perceive reality, because it's lightheartedness is perhaps the biggest virtue in the universe. Perhaps the divine, let's say God, is lighthearted itself, and that's the most valuable thing it sees in us. And if we distort it, if we spit on it, symbol, sorry for this horrible way of expression, but whenever we dismiss the inner child, we are not doing anyone a favor. And for all these reasons, that is why I truly advise everyone to accept whatever this eclipse reveals about your life because this is the kind of truth that can set you free from the big illusion. And then going on to another aspect where Venus, the ruling planet of this sign, trines Uranus at the time of the eclipse. This energy will also show you what you truly love, what makes your heart sing, if that makes sense. So the truth is also quite positive because it's not just about releasing the shame and guilt, but also accepting that which truly makes you live in a state of love and in a state of ultimately pleasure. 
And that pleasure, you know, Taurus can be the simplest things in life because simplicity is the key word here. Sunlight, trees, fresh air, having a pet, having a dog, having a cat, having children. Taurus is also a motherly sign. And this is also very important because that is actually what life is about. Just experiencing it, living it. The simplest things are the most important. They are the core of everything. They are the reason why we're in this body. Because if we take a look at the scorpionic energy, that might tell us there is no reason to be in body. Because, you know, even a soul or a spirit form has great intelligence. It can process absolutely everything. It can discover all the secrets of the universe, everything. But the only thing it cannot do is experience it in a very condensed earthly state. But the condensed and earthly state also means not only that we have to accept our limitations, for example, that we cannot do what we could do in spirit form, you know, but we also have to be grateful for them because sometimes our limitations protect us from the excess of spirit. And perhaps this is why the earthly energy, Taurus, is being eclipsed out, so we can actually learn to appreciate it that much more. And at the same time, there's the biggest lesson, perhaps, as a spirit or as a spiritual force, as a consciousness, you're pretty much immortal, but not as the person who you are right now, with that name, with that identity. So, taking all of this into consideration, there is going to be a big question for all of us, regardless where this energy manifests in your life personally. Is it worth it? Is the sacrifice worth it? Whenever we sacrifice the pleasure and the experience of our five senses, is it worth it? Is the job worth it? Is the company worth it? Is the money worth it? Is the luxury worth it? Is the illusion of freedom worth it? Is the relationship worth it? Is the family worth it? This is where there are going to be a lot of question marks, but those question marks are pure alchemical treasure, Pluto. We really need to ask ourselves everything that may pop up in our minds, in our hearts, and in our lives right now, even if it's rather difficult. And we shouldn't really feel guilt whatsoever, even if we might ask ourselves something really difficult like, is my child worth it? Because chances are the answer is going to be yes, because there is so much love there. But when the answer is no, that's the biggest treasure really, because you free yourself from that false love, let's say. Especially if what you love is rather scorpionic in nature, like a drug, an addiction, f pure fiction fantasy, like a book or a computer game that takes you away from physical life, a toxic friendship, and the list is infinite. You kind of get what I'm wanting to say here. And of course, there is an other element here. The nodes of the moon are not yet in the Scorpio 
and Taurus axis, they enter retrograde back in that part of the sky uh, on 19th January 2022, if I'm not mistaken, they're still in Gemini Sagittarius axis. So there is a tiny bit of that energy as well. Sagittarius, we might release a misaligned belief or something about our faith that is no longer valid or healthy in our lives, even if it's the most beautiful, positive, joyous thing ever. And it can also play out as, you know, Sagittarius, our worldview, our life philosophies, our most profound knowledge, wisdom and experience. We might get to the conclusion, well, you know, we don't really know anything. And that's the most beautiful part in life because it's a mystery and adventure. Or the Gemini kind of expression of this energy, the lower mind we release a really useless or totally outdated mental pattern that can no longer serve us in the times that we live now. But that is not easy to accomplish. And sometimes it doesn't take an eclipse to kind of snap us out of it, force us to adapt a new one or come up with a new one or embody that Uranus, allow our superior intelligence to birth it chaotically and last but not least this eclipse has a lot to do with spirituality as well because Scorpio and from a strictly spiritual perspective Taurus can represent the divine feminine so the divine feminine is being eclipsed this to me says that one way this can play out in the world maybe a very prominent female spiritual leader or spiritualist or a healer, astrologer, sorceress, druid, in other words, a wise woman of the spirit may join her ancestors around this time, but what she leaves behind, a legacy, her work, her research or something like that, that is pure treasure for the present generation. Also, magical, spiritual, parapsychological, call it whatever you want, activities, phenomenon, manifestations, stuff like that, may not really work very well at this time, because Taurus can represent the fertility of physical reality, which accepts the spirit in order to birth it, manifest it, so we may, may, may experience a lot of chaos and a lot of instability in that sense. And at the same time, Algol again. And this is really hard to explain because not everyone, regardless of which spiritual path you're on, may see things this way. Most astrologers might tell you that this might be the classic case, you know, of light versus dark, good versus evil, the classic scenario that has been playing out in our uh, plane of existence since the beginning of time, I would argue that this is much more like Algol being eclipsed, so that kind of means that lesser evil versus big evil, where lesser evil might be self-righteous chaos, who doesn't care what it has to do to get its justice, let's say. And evil is evil, you know. 
and we might be seeing this theme play out on the world both spiritually but also very very symbolically on what happens on the international stage politically speaking let's say so this means that there is gonna be a lot of fight for control and within that fight within that battle you know the battle itself is gonna reveal who is who and chances are the light symbolically speaking is not gonna be one of the power players there so it's rather gonna be like dark versus dark if that makes sense but what i'm trying to say here with this is that from a spiritual perspective intuition senses channelings contact with the spirit world is not going to be very easy in the sense that not very harmonious there you might perceive a lot of anxiety a lot of fear a lot of turbulence a lot of randomness weirdness the occult let's say is going to be very very alive at this time but of course that part is specific to any kind of eclipse that eclipse is always when the veil between the worlds is that much thinner so the spirit world is much closer to us than any time before but with Algol in the picture with Mars and uh, Saturn and Uranus T-square Mars is the lower malefic, Saturn is the great malefic so you know that's a lot of malefic energy at play there but this is the good part where if we know that this is going to happen we need not fear any premonition any intuition any bad dream any bad symbol or synchronicity that we might experience around this time because chances are it's not valid in the sense that it's really really not doom and gloom it is just a perspective that the spirit world offers us around this time in life, in reality, even in the ether, even in the whole multiverse, everything is really perspective. So that's basically just the same for the spirit world. The only difference is that we have very limited perspectives. They have much more and much wider vision, if that makes sense. So basically, this is my interpretation of this lunar eclipse. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it was helpful. And again, please do not be frightened by anything. The best course of action right now is not to run, but just to face it. Whatever it is, we can face it. And at the same time, the anxiety, the stress, the frustration, the heavy feelings that might be really unsettling us right now they are definitely going to pass so don't let them consume you don't dwell on it with this being said thank you again for listening i wish you all the blessings in the world until next time bye for now